Blog Talk Radio. I gotta slow down. Stop for a second, take a look around. And I gotta take blogtalkradio.com. Word Alive is based on John 10.10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Word Alive co-hosts are Ella, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and Renetter, coming to you from Gladwin, Michigan. You may email your comments, prayer requests, and questions to wordalive612 at gmail.com. And that is a capital W. Join Word Alive each Thursday evening from now on at 6.30 p.m. By calling 646-378-0538 or online here at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive where all previous broadcasts are available on demand. You may also listen to Word Alive 24-7 and live by downloading the Blog Talk Radio app for your Android phone or by downloading the Word Alive podcast on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at wordalive.now. Thank you for joining and we pray that there is something edifying for you in the broadcast. Well, hello, everyone. This is Renetta, one of the co-hosts here at Word Alive. Today is January the 28th, 2016, and we are so glad that you tune in to join us tonight. I'm waiting for my co-host, Ella, to join me, but while we wait, we're going to just go ahead and get started with the broadcast tonight. We've been talking about change over the last couple of weeks. We're getting started on a new series called Change, Progressing in God Through Change. We have talked about how there are a lot of changes that take place in life. If you are born on this earth and you live a few days, it won't take long before you find out that change takes place, which means that If you live for 20 years, you will see something different than it was when you were born. If you live 50 years, you see many, many changes take place in your lifetime. If you live for 100 years, man, you probably can write a book about all the changes that you've seen. Did you make all of these changes that are taking place in your life? No. A lot of changes that take place in our life we talked about are thrust upon us or they happen to us because of what someone else or some other entity entity decide to do. We have absolutely no choice in the matter at all. And as the day and time that we live in, a lot of things are taking place that if we could choose, 
we would not choose to have that change take place. But because the choice have been taken out of our hands, so to speak, and some of the choices not necessarily taken out of our hand, but we, we have we haven't stood up and demand our our um constitutional rights and we just keep letting the government run over us and do what it wants to do instead of, you know, doing what we need to do to bring things back the way it should be. And then there are other changes that happen because we live. For example, death is a change that takes place whether you choose death or not. It is coming after you. But death is a strange change. It's a change that we all know is going to take place, yet it has astronomical effects on us when it takes place. And we talked a lot, I think, last week about changes that take place when our life in our life when people that we love or people we are dear to and close to or people that we have uh have some type of a dependency on in our, our life how when they leave when they die when they pass on to uh eternity our life can take a drastic change but we also talked about how we can influence the change that takes place sometimes in our life after the death of a loved one or a close one. And when I say sometime, I say that because like if you're a three-year-old child and your mother and your father is killed in a car accident, at that time and point in your life, you have absolutely no control over the changes that's about to take place in your life. I mean, you're not going to live at home with your mother and father anymore. You're going to be raised by somebody else. And sometimes a change like that can cause your life to take a drastic, drastic turn for some, you know, some really horrible stuff happening to you. For example, if you're thrown into the foster care system, that can be a very traumatic thing for some people. For some people, it's a wonderful thing, but unfortunately, probably for more people, it becomes a very, very horrible experience in in their life. And I want to talk a little bit, didn't know I was going to be visiting this uh, again tonight, but I want to talk a little bit about death again. You know, um, changes. A lot of changes take place in life because of death. Sometimes it's a death of a parent, a father, a mother, I mean, uh, a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, a spouse, or a very dear friend, or some, you know, somebody that we, that affect our everyday living. For example, let's say you have a um, spouse, and he makes the income, and you're a stay-at-home uh, mom, and a Stay at home, wife. You don't work, and you and your children live off the income that your spouse makes. And let's say your spouse has only been working on his job. He has a new job. Let's say you're young, so you don't have any real retirement benefits built up or anything. Let's say you're 25 years old and your spouse dies, and you have two little children, and you've never worked. And all of a sudden, you sudden your income is gone your life has changed and uh even if you did go out in a week and get a new job because you have no experience 
because you never worked, you won't be able to make the type of income that your husband made. He had a really good job making good money. Yes, your life is going to change. However, depending on how you are positioned in life, depending on your priority system in your life, that change in your life does not have to be as drastic if you are properly positioned and if you have a great priority system already set up in your life. Yes, things are going to change. You may not be able to uh, afford uh, the same type of lifestyle, but if you are properly positioned in your life and you have the right priority system already set in place, you can still live a good life in spite of your loss. And so I said I didn't know what we would be visiting this uh, part of the topic again tonight because a very dear friend of mine passed away yesterday, Apostle Ray Bartell. It used to be uh, the assistant pastor to my father, the late Bishop Theodore Gaston. He was uh, an assistant pastor to him before he became, uh, I don't think, he was, I think he was a bishop, but I, but um, I don't even know if he was a bishop when Elder Bartell, and at the time he was Elder Bartell, when Elder Bartell was his assistant pastor. But uh, during that course of, of my life where he was the assistant pastor at my father's church, I grew to he grew to be a very good friend of mine. As a matter of fact, when he became the assistant pastor at my father's church, I was in a backslidden state. I wasn't in the church at the time. And the day that I gave my life back to the Lord, Apostle Ray Bartell was extremely instrumental in that, um, Decision that I made that changed my life forever. Uh, my parents had invited me to church, and they were having a, what we call a missionary service. They were going to have that afternoon. So I had went to the morning service and was staying over for the missionary service the afternoon. And in between the services, Elder Ray Bartell sat down and had a conversation with me. And he began to actually minister to me, which I didn't realize, you know, at the time that's what was going on. But he began to talk to me about my life and choices and decisions that needed to be made in my life at the end of his conference. And I sat there and I listened to him politely. (laughs) And at the end of the conversation, I told him, you're right. I know that you're right. Ella Bartell, everything that you're saying is right, but I'm just not ready. That was my response. And he, we ended the conversation, and service got started. I went on up in the service, and during the course of that service, God used another young lady, Sister Gwendolyn Randall. 
she began to sing a song during the offering that we're taking up the offering now. This is phenomenal. This is when God was ministering to me. She began to sing a song, and I remembered that song for years. I would always note that song whenever I heard it. But I, I'm, I moved, and I'm not in the circle of uh, churches that sing, you know, the songs that we sung back then. So I don't remember what song it was. But when she started singing that song, that song began to minister to me. And uh, the Holy Spirit began to minister to me. And the Holy Spirit literally preached to me what Elder Bartell had already said to me before the service. Under conviction, the Holy Spirit began to minister those same words to me. And I began to break down in the service and I wanted to get away from the people, so I got up to leave and go out. And a lot of people were moving around because it was the offering time. And the stairway was, people was going up and down the stairs. And my intent was just to get out of the auditorium, get away from the people, because I was so broken and I was crying so hard. But I was crying so hard I couldn't make it down the stairs, and I just sat there and I began to weep. And nobody bothered me. Nobody stopped to see what was wrong with me. Nobody asked me, why are you crying? Nobody said a word to me. And when I finally felt like I could walk again, I got up and I went ahead and finished going down the stairs. And I went to the ladies' restroom. And when I walked in the ladies' restroom, Minister Stephanie Harbin was in there. And she was, I was going in and she was on her way out. She's the only one who actually spoke to me, and she said, "Are you all right, Renetta?" Because she knew who I was, and I who she, I knew who she was. And I, I just shook my head, yes. And she went on out, and I went on in. I went in the stall, and, and I went in the stall because I didn't want to interact with any more people. And while I was in that stall, God spoke to me. You hear sometimes where people say, "I heard the audible voice of God." I used to hear people say that for years, and I used to years, and I used to wonder what are they talking about. Well, I found out what they were talking about that day. While I was in the stall, being convicted by the Holy Spirit, and in my own head, you know, having this conversation with the Holy Spirit, and you know, rationalizing stuff, and just because I didn't want to make that commitment to God at that moment, I wanted to. I felt like I needed to go home and straighten out my life first. I was living with my boyfriend at the time, and well, my boyfriend was living with me at the time, and I, uh, I felt like I should do something before I, you know, give my life back to the Lord. When the voice of God spoke to me, I did. I I knew there was nobody in the bathroom. I, the door hadn't opened or closed. And I absolutely knew there was nobody in the stall with me. Because when I went in the stall, I closed the door and locked it. And I'm standing facing the door. But yet I heard a voice behind me. And I turned to see who was there, knowing there was no one there. And, of course, there was no one there. And I turned back around, you know, trying to figure out what in heaven's name is going on. And I heard the voice again. And God said, If you leave today, you would never make it back. And to this day, I don't know if God was saying I would never make it back to that church. 
or if God was saying I would never make it back to him. I don't know which one he was saying. And it really didn't matter (laughs) because he was letting me know that now was my time, you know, to get right with him. And I stopped fighting the Holy Spirit. I just surrendered. I knew that was my day. I knew it was my appointed time. I knew God was calling me back, and I knew that I didn't want to miss my time with God. You know, God have an appointment time, appointed time in our lives. You know, we want to run out. We want to save everybody. We want to save everybody in our time. You know, if I run into people and I witness to them, of course, the day I witness to them, I want them to give their life to the Lord right then and there. I want to be able to witness them doing it. But that's not the way it happens. It happens in God's timing and not in ours. And sometimes we get we want to push people. I don't know if we want to push people because we want to be able, be the ones that lead them to the Lord. Or if we want to push people because we want to be able to tell somebody else, I. Or if we want to push people because we're really concerned about their souls and we don't want them to be lost. And we know that time is running out. However, there's a pointed time that God has set. It's like he have an appointment set with us. And that day God had an appointment set with me. You know, my parents were instrumental. It was the plan of God that I be there that day, that I hear the words that Apostle Ray Ellen Bartell spoke to me that day, and that I heard the words that um, that I heard that song when Sister Gwen Randall sung it during the offering that day, and that those things set me up for when the Holy Spirit began to minister to me. And then all of that set me up for when the voice of God was going to speak to me, that I would be ready to receive his words instead of laugh them away or think somebody was playing a trick on me in the bathroom or whatever. I, my heart was broken. Uh, that fallow ground was broken up and it was ready to receive the truth. And I gave my life back to the Lord that day. And I, you know appreciate so much for God placing Apostle Ray Bartell in my life. And I just, you know, wanted to honor him by giving my testimony tonight. And um, there, that's not the only time that he ministered to me. About a year after I gave my life back to the Lord, I was in a pretty miserable state of mind. It wasn't because of God or what God was doing or what God wasn't doing. It was because of me, myself, and I. So wrapped up and stuck and stuck on me and uh, the state that I thought my life was going to be in forever. And uh, when I came back to the Lord, I was my, me and my husband uh, were divorced. I was divorced from my husband, and I had been divorced for uh, a couple of years, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I had been divorced for a couple of years. And I had um, come to the conclusion that I was going to have to live the rest of my life alone, by myself, and miserable. And I was really battling with that. Because, you know, I was raised in a church where if you were divorced, you couldn't get married again. And even though I didn't divorce my husband, he divorced me. And even though I didn't want to be divorced, he, 
he wanted to be divorced. I didn't have anything. Another one of those changes <laughs> that had taken place in my life that I had no control over and I couldn't prevent from taking place. And I was left with the aftermath and I was having a pretty hard time dealing with it at this point. Because as a little girl, one of my dreams was to grow up and get married and have a family, to be a good wife and a good mother. And that has shattered my dream. And so uh, I was in a pretty rotten state of mind. And um, I had a conversation again with Elder Ray Bartell that Sunday. And he told me, you can't make it like this. He said, if you stay in that frame of mind that you are in, he said, you're miserable right now. He said, and you, there's no way you're going to hold on being miserable like that. He said, what you need to do is fall in love with Jesus, which I thought kind of was kind of strange words. I'm thinking, well, I'm already in love with Jesus, or I mean, I'm saved, aren't I? So how could I be saved and not be in love with Jesus, you know? I don't remember everything else he said in that conversation, but. Those are the words that stuck with me. You're not going to make it like this. You're miserable and, you know, being miserable, you're going to get to the point where you're just not going to want to hold on anymore. You need to fall in love with Jesus. And so I started a journey that day. Maybe not that day, but I started a journey after that. Of finding out what he was talking about, being being in love, falling in love with Jesus, because I thought that I wasn't in love with Jesus, I guess. And I began to pursue God with that intent. I want to fall in love. I want to fall in love with Jesus. And I used to pray like that. God, I want to be so in love that it won't matter whether I'm married or not married that it won't matter what else is going on in my life. I'll be so in love with Jesus that I won't be miserable anymore and that that's all that would count. And and just knowing that I have you, that would be all that I need. And God honored my request. And I started a journey of falling in love with Jesus. God, it changed my life forever. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. So once again, Apostle Ray Bartell was instrumental in my walk with God. And other times he encouraged me and uplifted me and gave me uh, an encouraging word at different times when I was going through in my life. A true man of God, that careful of God, he cared for the people of God. He cared whether I made it or not. He cared whether I was saved or not. He cared whether I lived uh, a, a complete life in God or halfway in God. And he didn't just care by going somewhere praying in the corner. He cared by speaking life into me, speaking truth into me, 
and speaking things to me that made me think, that made me evaluate my state of mind, my my position, made me evaluate what I knew about God and what I thought I knew about God other times and other points, you know, made me think about the word of God and what the word of God was really saying. Apostle Ray Bartell helped change my life, and I just wanted to pay tribute to him in the broadcast tonight. Well, I encourage you to tune in next week to Word Alive here on blogtalkradio.com with the co-host, me, Reed Netter, and my co-host, Ella, who didn't make it on tonight. We are going to continue a series called Change. And I pray for some of you, this will be a life-transforming series because change can be transforming. Change can transform you for the good. God used Apostle Ray Bartell to change my life for the good. And for that, I will forever be grateful. Thank you, Father God. Thank you so much for your gift, Apostle Ray Bartell. God bless you all. Have a good night. And appreciate those that God has sent to impact your life. Let them know that you love them and let them know that you appreciate them. God bless you.